Chapter 17 The shovel blade had split the pink man's bulbous head in two and spilled his brains like a can of beans. Dan shook his head and pulled himself out of the violent memory and lifted his eyes to the road. He stepped on the gas. The engine of the construction truck he'd stolen roared. The overcast day was turning dark, and shadows stood between the trees. He wiped the sweat out of his eyes and glanced into the rearview mirror. The giant spider was in the back seat, watching him. Then it spoke. Dan? Dan recognized its voice. The spider crawled closer. Dan, it said again. Dan tried to watch the road, but a fog had descended around the truck and the white line had disappeared. He turned on his headlights, but couldn't see a thing. He looked back up into the rear view mirror. The spider was no longer there. He pulled out a cigarette and dug in the center console, searching for a lighter as the cigarette dangled from his mouth. The spark of a lighter flashed with a snap, and then a single tiny flame glowed in front of his eyes. Dan turned his head and stuck the end of his cigarette into the fire, taking in a long drag. Then he looked at the frail hand holding it there for him. It belonged to a shadowed figure sitting in the back seat. It was a man wearing a white medical gown with long white hair hanging past his shoulders. He was as old as a ghost, but Dan recognized him. It was his father. Dan's father had been dead for years and Dan hadn't seen him since his early childhood. Back then, his hair had been red and his face had been young, but now time had erased the color from his skin. His father dropped the lighter into a pocket in his gown and sat back. Dan let the cigarette hang in his mouth and put both hands on the wheel and searched for the road. It had disappeared entirely. Pure darkness surrounded the truck. Dan's father shook his head and looked out his window. Dan looked up into the mirror. Are you here to scare me? He asked. His father leaned forward. Are you afraid? His father asked. Dan spit out a bit of blood and picked at his lips with his fingernails. I need to find Laura, he said. That's all I'm trying to do. His father leaned closer, whispering into the back of his head. You're not going to find her here, he said. You're somewhere else now. 
Dan shifted in his seat uncomfortably as his father touched him on the shoulder. I'm here to guide you, he said. Dan scowled into the mirror and jerked the wheel. He was driving completely blind. The truck felt like it was floating. His father put an arm over the seat and pulled himself forward. This place is evil, he said. You should be afraid. Dan stared out the windshield. The trees had all vanished. I'm not afraid of you, he said. His father leaned in and whispered in his ear. Do you remember when I left you in your room with that spider on the floor? He asked. Do you remember how you begged and begged me to kill it? And how I left you alone in that room so you could kill it yourself? Do you remember that? Dan glared at him sideways. Yeah, he said. That spider was really big. You kept yelling up the stairs at me to kill it myself. That's what you kept telling me to do. You said you wouldn't do it for me anymore. And what happened? His father asked, sitting back. I cried, Dan said. I cried like a bitch, and you never came up the stairs. I sat pinned on my bed with my ankle twisted behind me and watched that spider crawl all the way across the floor and up the wall behind my dresser. Then it came back across the carpet and crawled under my bed. I sat up all night with my ankle pinned back the whole time. Dan's father smiled. And you never got up and killed it? He asked. No, Dan said. I was too scared. You wouldn't let me come out of my room. You made me stay in there all night. You even turned the light out on me. I stayed cramped on my knees all night long with that thing somewhere under my bed. What was that night like? His father asked. All night I felt like that thing was crawling up my back, but eventually, after a few hours, I started to get angry instead of afraid. That's right, his father laughed. You did, didn't you? Dan's grip tightened on the wheel, and he clenched his teeth. I started thinking about you, Dan said about how I wanted to kill you for leaving me in there with it. You wanted to kill me? His father asked. I imagined killing you, he said. I fucking hated you. But you didn't do anything, did you, Dan? Dan shook his head. No, he said. I just sat with my ankle twisted under me for so long that I sprained it and had to wear a brace for a week. The doctor said I almost broke it. The windshield was filling 
with raindrops and flames began to dance far in the distance. The truck started to tip to one side. Dan's father grabbed him by the back of the head. His sharp fingernails twisted into Dan's hair, jerking him back over the seat and looking him in the eyes from upside down. Then a gash tore open down his father's face and his head split in two. Dan grabbed at the hands in his hair and screamed as the spider crawled out the oozing wound and wrapped its legs over his face. Then it whispered, You should have killed me when you had the chance. It drew its fangs and sunk them deep into Dan's forehead. His screams were muffled by its hairy egg sac that rested over his nose and mouth. He grabbed it by the legs and tried to pull it off of him, but the spider bit down harder and wrapped its back legs around his neck. The truck went from a tipped position into a spin, and smoke poured out from the dash. They went weightless and lifted from the seat. Dan tore the spider off his face. The bite marks on his head poured blood into his eyes. He held the spider up to tear it in half, but now it taken the form of a newborn infant, coated in blood and afterbirth. It squirmed and cried. Its eyes were swollen shut. A long umbilical cord, painted with gore, ran from its bloated abdomen and connected into Dan's own stomach. His shirt was pulled up, exposing a festering hole in the center of his belly. The cord grew out from him like a vine and had sharp red thorns. The baby began to choke as the truck filled with smoke and the sound of fire. Heat surrounded them and burned at Dan's legs and feet. Then the floor of the truck burst into flames. The baby stopped crying and opened its eyes. They were glowing red. Then everything went silent. Suddenly, there were no sounds at all except Dan's heart beating in his ears as they tumbled through the darkness and flames grew around them. The baby looked at Dan and smiled. There were fangs growing out from its gums. Now Dan could see trees through the windshield behind it. The fog was gone. Branches and leaves began to slam against the hood. A few feet ahead, the trunk of a wide tree appeared, flying toward them sideways. Before Dan could move, the tree shattered through the windshield in an explosion of glass. The airbags shot out, and the infant went flying over Dan's head and into the back seat. The truck rolled down the hillside and slid into the black water below. Its broken windows filled, and in an instant the truck sank beneath the surface in a hiss of smoke. But a calm, gliding current soon returned, leaving only smooth lines of moonlight along the darkness. <laughs>